Get out my business. Money. Okay. Here on the identity booth, uh, we try and speak truth to power as much as we can. We try to identify with people as much as we can. And uh, a big uh, hashtag for us is let us debate for you. That's that's what we try and do for you. But ultimately, what it comes down to is uh, when there's a loss of human life, uh, we all have to take pause and realize something. And I think one of the bigger things that we're failing to realize is when everyone's talking about let's get back to normal, let's wake up, let's like get back to normal, let's try and get outside. This is this is part of it, you know. Uh, a lot of people aren't understanding the consequences of us getting back to normal. But our condolences go out to people who were trying to go back to normal, who were trying to go shopping, who were trying to get vaccinated, who were trying to get bread, milk, eggs, who left their mask in the car and were just turning around just to go get that mask and didn't make it back to the front door. Our condolence goes mm. out to all those people who were trying to get back to normal in a peaceful way. And someone decided to wake up and choose violence. And for that, uh, we suffer. So our condolence goes out to those people. Eric, is there anything you want to say on their behalf? Um, yeah, um, it's really difficult for us to get up here. I mean, obviously you guys can tell where our story is going to go for the, for the top of the show. It's really difficult to, think that somebody could wake up and load up their magazine and just go out and do something atrocious like in the existence of innocent people or people that they don't know for what cause for what reason because you were mad about this or that these people didn't do anything to you and didn't they deserved way better they deserved absolutely better um our our thoughts and prayers go to the families who are going through this ordeal we thank you that justice will be uh, wrought in an impactful way. And, yeah, if y'all need any of the families, if y'all happen to watch this and y'all need y'all need some, y'all know, hey, listen, we here to identify with y'all. We we here. We, we're family. So, yeah, we we try and talk about like I know this stuff can seem really unsettling and it gets a little. But we have to talk about these things like yes, we the, do. the moment we stop caring enough to talk about these things then they've won and this is then like this channel can just go ahead and disappear but with that we're gonna we're, we're gonna try and do here is because all day throughout researching this story i just kept hearing the same talking points so what we want to do is hear the story and get caught up to everything for all you guys that don't know in boulder colorado uh yesterday there was a mass shooting that took place and basically uh the 21 year old, a 21 year old and they'll have his name and everything in there but you know just for that whole glorification thing but we do have the name and the face of the person that did it um he went into a store after gunning two people down in the parking lot and then proceeded to gun down some more people there was a lot of conspiracies about what's going on and the police are being very tight-lit about his motives there was a theory that um, he was actually going in there to kill people who were going to get vaccinated based on the way he entered the store through the east side, which is directly on the pharmacy side. But for you to get to the high ranking pharmacy part, you would have to go upstairs and he stayed on the ground floor. And mm -hmm. what we found out is he traveled 65 miles to get here. Uh, this person was on the FBI watch list for two separate reasons. Uh, one, because of a connected family member. He is not a natural born citizen in this country, but he gained citizenship. Uh, through a visa program, I believe. 
uh, he has had two run-ins with the law, a criminal mischief, mischief, um, and third degree assault that was dropped down to misdemeanor assault for, uh, high school fights. This is a 21 year old. So he graduated in what, 2017 and he sort of falls into a group and this is not me sympathizing with this person but this is me giving you a glimpse into reactionary behavior um this is something that we use in criminology and forensic pathology to kind of assess why people do things and he falls into a category of people back in 2017 what was going on what was a major story and obviously him being an immigrant into this country uh, the Muslim plan. He is a Muslim man. And this was a consequence of uh, a lot of rhetoric that he was feeling. But more importantly, a lot of bullying and a lot of outside behavior. Is Does this grant his behavior? Hell no. Is this something that we're uh, trying to push onto him? Hell no. But you be almost stupefied for you going into this conversation without understanding every aspect of what happened. Because truth be told. He was put in a position to go get a gun, and that's a problem. And that's ultimately where my issue relies in this. But that's just the story, and that's just so. Now we're going to hear from the police chief, uh, who's going to give us a little bit of insight on this before we get into it. Was there any other insight you want to throw in there? Nah, man, let's just roll the video, man. All right. Dozens of agencies continue to investigate yesterday's mass shooting at the King Supers at 3600 Table Mesa Drive. The Boulder County Coroner's Office worked overnight to identify all of the victims and notify the next of kin, which I'm extremely grateful for. The last victim was removed from the scene at 1.30 a.m. today. By 2.02 a.m., all the victims had been identified. By 3.59 a.m., the families of the victims had been notified. I'm going to read the names of the deceased. Denny Strong, 20 years old. Nevin Stadinsky, 23. Ricky Odds, 25. Trelona Barkana. I'm going to read the names of the 49. deceased. Suzanne Fountain, 59. Terry Liker, 51. Officer Eric Talley, 51. Kevin Mahoney, 61. Lynn Murray, 62. Jody Waters, 65. Our hearts go out to all the victims killed during this senseless act of violence. We are committed with state, local, and federal authorities for a thorough investigation and will bring justice to each of these families. Regarding the suspect, at approximately 2.40 p.m. on Monday, March 22nd, Officers were dispatched to King Supers on Table Mesa Drive. Officers arrived on the scene within minutes and immediately entered the store and engaged the suspect. There was an exchange of gunfire, which such best was shot. No other officers were injured. The suspect was taken into custody at 3.28 p.m. He was transported to the hospital for treatment, now in stable condition. This suspect has been identified as Ahmad Alyssa, 21 of Arvada. He has been charged with 10 counts of murder in the first degree and will be shortly transported to the Boulder County Jail. Press release with his identifying information, the victim's information will be forthcoming. All right. Um, so we have a name. His name's Ahmad. And I'm not a, like, 
I'm not I'm never going to hide these people's faces because I think it does two things and the names and the killers it 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 gives them cover and I know people then use the counter like well then you're publicizing it and I'm just saying well then let's do something about it right let's do something well, about it but and hold on before you say that I do want to be fair when we first started this podcast hero never advertised these people he never said their name he never put their face up and i was like bro you gotta air these people out he's like nah bro we're not giving these people any play so this is this is reformed hero this is hero like throwing his middle finger up and exposing these people because two things happened that became painfully clear uncle pookie and daquan they don't get they don't get censored they everything about them Tamir Rice, they knew he had got detention once and used that to air him out. You know, the the first thing they did with Philando Castile was show, look up the fact that he had been stopped 53 times in one month. I mean, 34 mm-hmm. times in one month. Sorry. So, like, for me. 34, 34 times in one month. In a month. And, That's trash. And not, even, not even, like, having the wherewithal to say, damn. Why'd y'all stop him so many times? He traveled the same route to work. He had a government issued job. So for me, showing, I'll show it. Everyone gets it. Everybody gonna get that work. Yeah, everybody gonna get that work. But I don't feel it, bro. But this is what we want to talk about right here, right now, right? And we'll we'll hear some of the talking heads because that's all I got to hear today was talking heads. And it just, it, it, I heard so much talking head stuff that I don't even want to talk about the talking head stuff because it's the, it's the impression that they want. It's what they need you to do. This is their distraction tactic. Someone, something happens after Sandy Hook where 10 kids were shot. That should have been it for us. But we didn't learn our lesson then. And we're not going to learn our lessons now. So we're going to push forward into this conversation and just, you know, get this idea. What do, what has to happen? Well, before we even get into that, do we want to talk about this guy's past, the past criminal crimes or or uh, the officer and what we feel should have been the go to here? Like what what's the method of stopping this guy? A bullet in the brain. Well, I mean, we had an officer on site. So let's talk about the stats. He's a on bad that. shot. Well, I, and you know what? This is and I don't Eric, Eric Talley. He's the officer that died in this uh, 51 year old, seven kids, oldest, 20, youngest, seven. It's a sad story. Uh, he didn't have to do this job. Uh, he was actively talking about becoming a a drone so air support provider, uh, support for this. Like he actively was trying to get off the front lines. And I and I feel for his family. I feel for him. But he did sign up for this job. He did sign up for this job. And whether he did his job effectively is to be known. But if they're saying that that one single bullet to his leg stopped him. Is the reason why he didn't kill more people? Thank God. But we, upon further reflection, know that is because of uh, a, a mishap with his weapon. Basically, he modified his weapon and it did not work the way it needed to work. So that's one thing. Two, the I think the week of, so that means last week, he purchased a semi-automatic pistol. We're not sure if that pistol was used. The only thing we know for sure is AR-15 was, was used. Um... He had taken two people down in the parking lot and then proceeded to take two more people in the doorway. The officer engaged him after he had already killed four people. So he took the officer down, which would have been five, then giving him room for five more people. The thing you have to know about police officers and active shooters is that they are the best police department in the country when it comes to active shooter containing active shooters is the New York Police Department. And they're 
accuracy during a firefight with an office with an active shooter is 18 percent that's terribly low and the stats as far as active shooters go is hard to find because you have to do it anecdotally and find evidence through newspaper clippings and stories why because we don't have an active database for this there's nowhere the cdc doesn't cover it the fbi doesn't cover it for us except for in sporadic mass murders so if it's just an active shooter we don't know what's going on but Mm. what we do know is since the atlanta shooting not even seven days i believe they haven't even buried all the people from that one and we got 10 more added to the list since then there's been two other mass shootings that have also acquired the lives of 11 more people with five other shootings that went on to claim no one's life but injure up to 80 people Mm. The, the question is are we really ready for normal do are y'all really ready to get back to normal because i'm not gonna lie to you it's been great not hearing stories every day about people getting shot in schools it's been horrible to know that 500,000 people had to die in a result for us not to hear about mass shootings uh president obama brought up a great point where he basically said the fact that we haven't had mass shootings because 500,000 people had to sacrifice themselves is not a win so today like i guess like right now we can talk about a point a plethora of things such as stats comparing like uh me and eric were talking about new zealand and how it's uh like i did the, i did the math on it. it's 39.65 new Ze- uh, texas is uh new zealand makes up basically 39.65 of of texas and they've managed to figure it out like why have all these other countries managed to figure it out but America refuses and because it's not that we don't know how we just refuse. And with that being said, we know that there's other people who have a playing part in like the, the gun organizations and things of that nature. Like Denver, Colorado, I mean, uh, not Denver, Colorado ha- has had a horrible week because the NRA was praising just on Friday that they had lifted a, a ban on Mac, uh, extreme magazines and assault style weapons they had lifted that ban that was going to lapse and they they were praising and then on monday a shooting happens and the nra is nowhere to be found so eric Mm. give us a little bit of insight into this whole idea of using like are you in agreement that max these maximum capacity drums for weapons are necessary like what is your feeling on this if we're talking about are they necessary versus are they available those are two different things Oh no, we know they're available, but they're are they avail- necessary. People buy them because they're available. If they weren't available and no one could get them or you needed ATF clearance, like if for instance, if you want to buy a suppressor in this country, you got to get on an ATF list. Why why not put that for high capacity magazine? I'm not saying you can't get one, but you need to you need the ATF and the FBI all up in your dirty hole if you're out here. What reason do you need to own it is it because you can and you just want it because it's cool i get it if you're going to the range and plink plink plinking around but the absolute chances of you having to actually use uh a mag a 30 60 hunt around magazine in a legitimate firefight save a military personnel is extremely extremely rare america in its in its 200 plus year history 
has never 250 years on nearly and has never had a war on its shores since what 1812 i mean i'm just i'm just saying we have it's i I mean i I can't count i'm not and i'm not talking about that i'm talking about a legit i'm a legitimate a legitimate army step foot on this soil intending to do harm to anyone that was an American citizen hasn't happened since that time. That's what I'm saying. Like this to me really isn't a non-issue. I get it. You have a second amendment, right? Don't I'm not infringing on that. Right. I'm very much a constitutionalist, but I don't need a 30 round magazine unless it's on my AR. My, my AR, the magazine just happens to hold 30 rounds because that's the way they make the magazine. But, I don't need I don't need thirty rounds to 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 handle business with a with a firearm. I'm just saying, no. I know exactly what I'm doing. The thing is, uh, the, the no one in this country, uh, like, and we'll talk about this later. But the, let's give let's let's give some of the talking points and shout out to the Washington Post for putting this together because it would have been a drag to clip all these together. So let's just hear the talking points because Biden is definitely talking about some stuff when he wants to say this but you have the classic clowns in each one another minute let alone an hour to take common sense steps that will save the lives in the future and to urge my colleagues in the house and senate to act we can ban assault weapons and high capacity magazines in this country once again it's absolutely tragic um it's tragic We cannot seem to finish grieving one tragedy before another takes place. It's a reminder that we must confront a devastating truth in the United States. An unrelenting epidemic of gun violence steals innocent lives with alarming regularity. What I'm not attracted to is something that doesn't work. And there have been deep-seated philosophical differences between Republicans and Democrats about how to deal with gun violence. (laughs) One thing we do know for sure is that these shooters are invariably mentally incapacitated. We can't let ourselves ever become numb to the pain because we simply can't let this be accepted as anything close to normal occurrence. But any killing, whether by a gun or another weapon, is hard. But what some of my Democratic colleagues want to do uh, is to basically get rid of the right to keep and bear arms to stop the killings. It is time for us to do something. And every time there's a shooting, we play this ridiculous theater where this committee gets together and proposes a bunch of laws that would do nothing to stop these murders. Enough thoughts and prayers. Now let's do something. This morning, one of the Republican senators, the junior senator from Texas, came in and called the hearing ridiculous theater. Well, I don't believe there's any part of it that was ridiculous. It was dead serious. These things are not going to stop, members. They're just not. I sat here for a quarter of a century listening. They don't stop. (coughs) And if you give people the ability to easily purchase a weapon that can be devastating to large numbers of people 
some of them will use that. There's no mystery about what needs to be done. Connecticut has shown, has proof about what works, and it's worked in Connecticut. There's a lot that we don't know. There's a lot still unfolding from yesterday's events. But let me simply say this. This cannot be our new normal. All I know is I'm getting tired of seeing uh, black folks get on TV without hairlines uh, or proper lines. Bro, he got a, a, a legit hairline, bro. What you talking about? No, it's man, he has no edge up in that haircut. Bro, what you talking about? Yes, he do. You need to wait. Don't don't come for that man like that. Man, he got a he got a he got a he got a he square got, hairline. You talking no, about? No, you don't, bro. We go. I mean, bro, <laughs> bro, don't try to don't try to two vote that man. Come no, on, man. Bro. He doesn't have. I'm just saying. He's not far. Bro, of all the things we could criticize in that video, you talk about the brother oh, hairline. No. Come on, hey, B. I'm, Come on, B. He trying he trying to grow dress. All right, I'll let him try. He trying. Uh, he trying. But hey he man, ain't. his name he bro, that dude look like he was Brazilian or something. He had some kind yeah, of Portuguese you know, last yeah, name. Maybe, but yeah, let, let that Brazilian brother live, man. All I'm saying is he could have got a lineup before he went on TV. If bro, he, bro he ain't had a haircut, bro. It's a pen. He ain't had a haircut. Apparently, the, the the haircut, the shop is closed for him. Bro, I ain't trying. Okay, but but basically, those are all the talking points. No, that's a bunch of you know. And I like the only person I agree with there is the Connecticut dude because I actually went and looked up his uh, looked up his numbers and based on what they've done with their gun, just common sense gun laws out there, just common sense. It has drastically dropped that. But Connecticut, name a major city there. Hartford. Great, because I I would have never gotten that answer. It's about proximity to major cities and what they are capable of doing. But it's not it's not that far from Boston. I mean, but it's Hartford is what you said. You could have said Boston, but you said Hartford. So No, but Hartford uh, Boston is in Massachusetts, but Hartford and Boston are not that far away. Oh, okay. Maybe like an hour and a half, maybe two. It's been a minute. Okay. Well so one that's hour. probably the closest major city. Either way. All I'm saying is that there's uh, there's definitely a proximity or understanding that where major cities are, the proximity to crime as far as uh, gun violence is increased. So now me and Eric could sit here and do what you just saw, which is a bunch of people coming up talking about their side of the story and what they feel is right or what's appropriate. Mm -hmm. But the fact is. They both don't agree because none of them feel they've reached a point where they have to agree. So today, what we want to talk about is what is it going to take for you? You put it in the comment section. What would it take for you to give up all guns or be willing to give away all your guns or take all guns? And I've made a list of just three things. I don't know, Eric, how many things you got on your list? One. Eric has one. But I have three things that I believe if we happened in this country, it would force everybody, no matter what side of the wall you're on, no matter what, to give up your gun. So uh, I wonder, does, Eric, do you want to go first because you only have one or do you want to you want to have the fat big bang for last? I mean, yeah, I want to hear what yours are first. And then I'm pretty sure those of you who know me know what this is. Y'all know what I keep at my desk. They already know. Do I need to put it up on the screen for them again? Y'all are familiar with that. <laughs> you're so proud of that book, bro. You gotta keep it on deck, man. If, if you don't, if you don't know what your rights are, you can't, you can't enforce them. Yeah, valid point. So 
here are the here are, here are some of the things. One, the first thing, the first thing that I feel honestly has happened, and I'm not saying that this list is going to be you know beautiful in any sort of way. But the first thing, uh, one thing that could happen that would easily change all of this for a lot of people is if 1.5 to 2 million people died from mass shooters in one year. That is a grim reality that is a painful thing to think about but in retrospect let's be real this pandemic's been going on for one year and even though three months two months a lot of the healthcare professionals knew four months in advance that mask wearing was an easy get out of free jail card because we couldn't agree on a sound message as a country wearing a mask became politicized Wearing a mask became a thing about right, red versus blue, patriot versus sheep, and things like that. So we let 500,000 people die. And there's a lot of things that people don't want to like really associate with this. There's a lot of things that people don't want to be with that. But let's be real. The science community came together. Once enough people died and said, we got to figure out a way to stop ourselves from self-imploding. So therein lies where the vaccine comes from and therein lies where a lot of things. But just keeping an open mind, we let these many people say X, Y, Z. Um, <laughs> I see. Hey, shout out. He didn't <laughs> Yeah, he did. He misunderstood. You're not he listening. I'm not saying that these are facts. These are um, what I'm basically stating is these are things that it would take for us, me personally, to allow us to take guns away. So my second point is these aren't facts. I don't know where he's getting that from. Um, a simple, very simple thing, and he and the Black Panther Party had a good thing. How many how many black people are there in this country? Black and brown, like black people and brown people. You think? Or no, I don't know about all brown people, um, but the and I use this in quotes. I'm I'm not black, by the way. I mean, my my beard is black, but my skin's obviously not, so I'm brown. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, no. So I would say, as far as we call them African Americans, quote unquote, there are roughly forty million plus or plus or minus. Right, and, and we know the Hispanic population is bigger. Uh, the Latin Latin population is bigger. So let's just say a hundred million people. If a hundred million people who are black and brown went out and bought AR-15s, I guarantee you, within a month, all guns would be banned in this country. Uh, it's uh-huh. something we saw. <laughs> <laughs> it's something we saw happen to the Black Panther Party in Cali. Uh, it's something that we saw happen to the uh, Black Panther Party in uh, Chicago. Uh, black people, brown people with guns are scary. And it takes a lot to scare white people who really like their guns and their gun laws. Ain't just white make- folks, bro. Don't don't. Let's not do that. Like, let's not. If you feel some type of way about that statement, you best believe I'm talking to you. You, hey, hey, look at me. If you felt some type of way, if your underwear's got clenched, if your sphincter did this, I'm talking to you. 
my yeah. sprinter didn't like, clinched, but I don't agree because I very much like my guns as well. Yeah, okay. But all I'm saying is if you want the people in the Congress to change some stuff, go ahead, do it. Go ahead, do it. Now, <laughs> and this is the last one for me. This is the last one for me. And I, and I you, it might take some, some reaching. This is me reaching out there, reaching yeah, out there. Yeah, a far reach, like, like, uh, Stretch Armstrong reach. <laughs> I have a theory that common enemies make people friends. This isn't really a a, a, a theory of mine, is but it's realistic, and I love seeing it play out. I love seeing people draw like things draw people together. Um, mm-hmm. A horrible catastrophe draws people together. But the problem we have is that we drawing in the wrong people. We need a group of people to continue to be fair. Like uh, the Atlanta shooter was treated with kid gloves by comparisons to this guy. Now, I'm not saying kid gloves in the sense of how they were both detained. No, I, I, I honestly, I would hope that nobody detained by the police was ever shot and put in a body bag. But the way that they said he, that shooter had a bad day and the way that they've made articles about this dude and how he was always short tempered quick to angry had a lot of hostility because of his muslim heritage these are things that they put in an article one day after he was detained that lana dude had the right to give his own words in his own words say i have a sexual deviant problem and that's why i did it we haven't heard nothing from this guy so the media has it so what we need to do is find a way of getting the media to get more people with power to change the laws and rules and regulations to be scared, to be terrified, to experience horrible things like the, and I'm not saying we should go do this. I'm not saying that we should be a part of this, but if there was a way for us to bring this violence to them, like instead of bringing it to the grocery stores, then we have, if January 6th had to happen every time somebody in Congress dropped the ball on passing a law that could have helped someone, I, I think that's okay. I think that's okay for them to constantly live in turmoil and fear and uncertainty of if this is going to be their last time going out. Because, you know, that's what black people and every person of color has to fear and has to go through. So I think everybody in the country should enjoy being black for one day and just and just and just see what happens and just see what happens. Because me personally. A lot of people are saying like, oh, this shooting and this stuff is it makes it hard for us to go outside. Oh, is is just now getting hard for you to go outside? Damn, mm. must be nice. But that's just my rip on it. Eric, what is the one thing this country could do to make you give your gun up? Uh, constitutional amendment, uh, you know, number, the Second Amendment. That's the only thing they could do. That's all for me i mean if you say that uh, you know if you change it to say certain citizens based on a specific set of criteria yeah okay if i don't fit the criteria okay well i can't have a gun it's okay my necessity is the mother of all invention so i'll find something else that isn't um (laughs) i will create something that is not there's no regulation for that is way worse than a gun the thing that uh, a lot of people that we have to be as, as, like so i say this and you know we'll 
go on to something else. But we have to be reasonable. America is a great place if you think what you're told is real. Because to me, it's not that great. But ultimately, we have so many examples of what it's like in a country or in a world where common sense laws is all we're asking for. <laughs> Just like just you, you asking, hold on, hold on, bro. You asking for way too much I now. Know. You asking for common sense. Common sense. And that's the part that's, that's so baffling to me. It's like if we just if we just close two of the loopholes year over year, the two years we passed major legislative laws in Congress, such as the bump stock and the uh and the loophole for one of the one of the checks. Oh, you know you want to bump stock. You know you want to pop off like a hundred rounds in like seven seconds. But, but what's the point? <laughs> to who? To what? The, but both times we passed that, and it's not like this is like a bi- like a partisan thing. Bipartisanship wants to see uh, some level of common sense gun control. So, like, this is me reaching. This is me having <laughs> trying my best to laugh instead of cry. But ultimately. Mm. If you want to end this on a serious note, let's be real then. Let's let's be fucking real. The truth is they're they're never going to change these laws until something dramatic happens. Just think about the pandemic, just think about the the reaction to people mm. who don't have power getting power. A lot of people will say stuff like, "Oh, I got to have my guns to protect myself from the government." They have sky guns. <laughs> they have tanks. There's not enough. But they bullets. still, will, but they, but they still will run up in your crib, though. That's their favorite method is 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 running up in your crib, kicking your door in, and gassing and, you. And I challenge, and I challenge anybody other than John Wick to be prepared for that day because there's little, there's little to nothing you can do if the police want to militarize themselves to the extent where they parade your house. You as an American have zero. To not, unless you want to blow up your house and in, in the block and seeing as how that's not an option for a lot of people in this country i think it's safe to say the government isn't isn't the big bad wolf here the the problem is we are so afraid to really just target because i was saying this to somebody else and they they, they laughed at me but once again it's not a reach it's because of this the statute of white supremacy that allowed the Second Amendment to hit such levels that this Muslim man could use those statutes to get a gun and still be on an FBI watch list because of a loophole. And when you let that sink in for a little bit, you really understand two things. One, they would rather see a terror, a suspected terrorist or someone who has terroristic connections get a gun to protect their rights than ever protect you and that's something to think about but for all that being said for all this this dread take care of yourselves love each other but eric where can they find us man right here on youtube man let me like let me lighten let me lighten uh, the mood man we we are raising money to help some high school seniors go off and do something wonderful with their life we have the endurance 24 challenge which is hosted by two teachers at tf north shout out to the north Shout out to Altenberg and Russo for doing this. 20, 24 miles in 24 hours. We will be re, uh, re, live streaming it on May 7th. Be ready for that. So go ahead and hit that uh, that drop down box and, and click that link. It'll take you right to their GoFundMe. Give money to them. Make sure you give us a thumbs up, man. We got some people watching, man. If you haven't given us a thumbs up, please do help us to get the engagement up. 
make sure you share this if you're getting something out of it. Shout out to somebody hopping in with us. Shout out to Chuck Mangione. Haven't seen that name in here in a while, so thanks for coming in, Chuck. Um, and also, right down in the description box, we also have the link tree, man. It takes you to everywhere that we are. We like Visa. Everywhere you need to be. But it's so hard to find through the daily grind. We're working overtime. And I'm sleep deprived. Shorty on my line and we feels and fight. Seems like every night. Don't care who's wrong or right. I hope the end is like. Slow it down and we can catch the vibes. The vibes.